0: What's for lunch? Oh. T double BLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sa-zeez. Brown bag, brown bag.
1: D. Brown bag lunch. Group. Welcome back, folks. Season 4, episode 3. Is it Drew? I'm not quite sure. I think it's episode 3. three. We are back.
0: Yeah, let's go with 3.
1: Curtis Quinn here down in Destin, Florida. Got a couple of the boys coming down for the Super Bowl on Friday, so that'll be fun. Drew's gonna be holding it, holding it up back home. How's it going this week?
0: It's going well. I'm I'm excited for the folks who are making the trek down. That's gonna be a hell of a weekend. Um, we've had a lot of Super Bowl talks. So I'm excited for the weekend to come. Uh, doing well. Skied a little bit today. Had a day off, so that was a nice, refreshing uh, way to split up the week. No complaints. Otherwise, happy to be here.
1: Wonderful. Well, why don't you hop right into your holidays of the week? Uh, we got Thursday coming up tomorrow.
0: Yeah, Thursday is tomorrow. There's a few more today or tomorrow, I should say, than I've ever reported on. So, oh, wow. So buckle up. We got a couple here. Number one, National Creative Vacuum Day. Um, personally, not really sure what the need would be to attempt to do that like from scratch maybe i i have no clue
1: here's the question are they talking about like a you know a pick up the dirt vacuum or are they talking about like a space vacuum
0: i don't know i don't have an answer for you and i don't know if maybe this was the day that the vacuum was created in the world in general or if this is just a day for to encourage folks to try to create you know a little diy vacuum action okay i don't know Maybe I should have came more prepared. Maybe not. Next. National Hemp Day. I know that has something to do with marijuana. That's all I know. Yeah. There's like a hemp fest uh concert in Boston. I don't know what hemp is really, but we'll have to yeah. put
1: we'll have to put our investigators on that one out because I'm not quite sure either.
0: <laughs> so we'll leave that one uh for the viewers. National Homemade Soup Day. I love soup. Yep. I love a nice homemade soup, especially.
1: some chicken, some carrots, some potatoes, yeah, so
0: I can totally support and appreciate that
1: in this cold weather, too, back north. I mean, what better yeah. than to have a little homemade soup, maybe a little bread to dip in that soup as well.
0: You could say, and lastly, speaking of appreciating things in cold weather, national thank a mail carrier day, thank the man who created and raised you. A former mail carrier. Retired, yeah. So let's all go and thank him for his services as a veteran mail carrier. A retiree. <laughs> I think I'll David, skip that one. <laughs> David Quinn. Shout out to you. Rain, sleet,
1: Cheers. snow, or darkness of night is their slogan. That's beautiful.
0: Sounds like some type of military slogan. Yeah. I mean, that's how outstanding.
1: Did you, so, know, did you know U.S. postal inspectors carry a gun? And our no. federal, they're federal agents, yeah.
0: Wait, wait, wait. What's the title of
1: that job again? Say that again. U.S. Postal Inspector. So they're U.S. like Postal making Inspectors. sure the mail doesn't have bombs, guns, illegal cash, you know. Gotcha. Like,
0: so they're sort of like screening mail yes. in and out. Like a filter basically between the mail coming in and it going out Correct. sort of deal.
1: And they carry a gun.
0: Interesting. You learn something new every day. So go uh. thank one of them. <laughs> Go thank one of them as well exactly that's that's what I got for you a, a pretty a pretty broad and in vast general slate of national days of the week, but there you have it,
1: okay, well, I got no hates this week. I couldn't really think of one, and I didn't want to force one, but I heard you have a good one, so I'll hand it over to you,
0: yeah, in my opinion, that's good, and maybe it's good that you don't have a hate, you know there's not a lot of hate filling up that heart, so you know that's a good thing mine is something that a ton of people will be able to really relate to and it actually happened to me today as well especially in the winter it just sucks but it's when you're you stop at a gas station right you take your cat out you put it in you stick it in and it kind of it's a little bit wonky you know you try to stick it in again whatever you're like oh it, maybe it was human error and then you get that daunting message that just says please see cashier. (laughs) And I'll tell you, like, um, when I say that this is like a top three, just flip like the wires cross, the switches are flipped and I just immediately am pissed off. That is as valid of a reason for me to be in that headspace that I even know because I, especially in the winter, like the last thing I want to do is spend an extra 30 to 45 seconds failing to, pay for gas and then having to co- go in come back out and then i look like an idiot and it's just it is so frustrating and i i can't stand it you get that message and it's just like such a a kick right in the gut
1: yeah and that goes along with our gas station coverage when we were talking about filling it up and uh having it land on the dot i almost had it i think this is the closest i've ever been so like not the tap tap afterwards that when the pump stops to get it but up to the, the
0: Immediate release.
1: The immediate release, the auto release from the gas pump itself, I was no within way. seven cents. And I think that's the closest I've ever
0: gotten. Without actually trying, it just, It just you it got just did it. seven cents by itself. Which so is my, I
1: think my goal is going to be prior to like 40 years old, I want it to hit, you know, on the dot one of these times. On the dot,
0: on the cent. But hey, by
1: 40, I might have an electric car, so it might be totally different. Yeah, you
0: may not even have to fill up a gas tank by then. Who that's knows? true. Don't hold your breath.
1: I like that one. That's a that's a good hate of the week. Nobody wants to go in and see that
0: cashier. No, no, absolutely not. Not if you don't have to, by any means. Yeah.
1: Um, well, let's move on to love of the week here. Uh, I know you didn't have much coming into this one, so it was good that I didn't have a hate. Yeah. But for me, this week has been good because I started on workouts again, which has been nice. But specifically, it's like team slash group workouts which I find so much better because I feel like I have to go almost. Like I'm letting somebody down if I don't go type Definitely. of deal.
0: You're held accountable. Uh, in a, in a, in a, yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're held accountable and we got like athletic trainers and nutritionists who come along and literally walk yeah. us through the entire workout, which I think for – Working out is the worst part. If I'm working out on my own, it's kind of like I'm moseying around. What do I do next type of deal? That's me. Just
0: dragging ass. Just basically just trying to find oh, something to do. They yeah. have
1: they have an app, Train Heroic, and it's so good. And they set up the workout prior to you getting there every day. And you just scroll through it, and it's like a tap once you complete each uh, workout. And then you swipe to go to the next couple of sets. Yeah. And it's so simple. I'm trying to do it five days a week now. They have three lift days and then two mobility days. So keeping up with my TB12 pliability, pliability yeah. which is huge. Uh, so that's my love of the week. It's just been a, it's been a good first week of workouts and it's made going to work a lot more fun because that's my lunch break that I've been doing.
0: Yeah, I would completely agree. I think there's, there's a couple things here. So number one, I, I would completely agree in the idea of like working out with a partner or a group of people is, is so different because if i go alone i just look like a lost puppy just kind of moseying on around dragging ass just trying to figure out what the hell i'm gonna do yeah to try to be productive but if you're with a group typically i feel like there's more structure especially and you're always moving doing something more organization and like you said you're following the app so that's super cool and yeah i mean that's the biggest piece and then my up to my other point would be I feel like usually when you really get the wheel spin in the first few days or first week, that can really be a a, a biash to get going. So yep. to, to have that first week under your belt is huge. I'll give you to get back into the rhythm.
1: some of the stats it gives you at the end of the workout too. Um, so it gives you a readiness of 1 to 5. I was 3.8 today, and that's based off of this is before the workout, your sleep, how sore you are. Any Do you stress? fill that stuff in
0: like manually? Yeah,
1: so it's a one like to five scale? and you just click whatever you want on it. Yeah. Uh, so sleep, stress, energy, and that's about it. I think there's like one other category, but I can't yeah. remember it. Uh, then they also give you amount of time you worked out, the intensity of the workout, which you rate one to ten. But this is my favorite part. Uh, today's lift resulted in 18,312 pounds being lifted up.
0: Holy shit. That's actually a pretty good stat. I like that.
1: Yeah. So if you're a stat person, that's a if good stat.
0: If you're into data and analytics, there yeah. you go. Yep. And Beautiful. like, the,
1: obviously, the mobility days, you don't have much of the lifting. Uh, so yeah. you, it results in lower, but it's good to see, like, you know, you add it up and you're at like 70, 80,000 pounds by the end of the week, which is pretty cool.
0: No doubt. Absolutely. Well, let's
1: move on to some stonk talk. I mean, what a day today was I was glad we kind of delayed the pod until you know hump day Wednesday because yeah. it got a lot greener as some would say on uh, this side of the pasture.
0: Absolutely. I know the last few weeks we've sort of been in a dormant state of of red I'll say. It's been, been volatile.
1: Very... It's been up and down.
0: It, it has. It, it's been it's been frustrating and I know I'm probably going to get some flack on that in the pod group because oh that's part of the stocks. Stop complaining. That's part of why we do it. We like to talk about it. We like to complain. We like to celebrate. We like to monitor our wins and losses yep. so they can all deal with it. Thank you. Huge day, huge week especially. I was saying to you offline, I'm back in the green for Square Peloton. We're still not where we need to be. So, Sleepy Joe, stop pedaling. All I got to say. We need you back <laughs> on the Peloton. We need publicity. We need you doing public workouts Live with streams. people, with the Americans. Yeah, get on Periscope, get on Instagram Live, get it out there, because I need it right now. I am in the red. Other than that, huge day for Penn. Huge day for DraftKings. Yes. Neo is it Neo is sort of just a consistent, constant sort of stream, I guess. That, you know, you're not I don't think typically you're not going to see any crazy loss or crazy wins from Neo. It's sort of just consistently gradually moving so um, no crazy calls there but that's sort of the story from my end really happy with this week how it how it's turned out so far and especially today so
1: yeah i'll tell you some other ones i mean DraftKings has been a horse this past uh week and month so in the month it's up 28 percent in the past week it's up almost 12 percent uh so it's been even though the rest of the stocks have been volatile they've been consistent they're getting up close to where their highest-ever point was, uh, I think, like t- three months ago probably when they peaked at 62. Square, another one you are invested in, made yeah. a comeback. They were dropping. They got under 200, and they were at about 245 for a while. So they were, they were slipping for probably a two-, three-week period and kind of held up. And then last – oh, I can't – I got a couple more. Snap snap has been on fire the past three days
0: yeah it dropped give us a percent
1: here yeah. it dropped below 50 uh within the week that was on let's see january 29th it dropped below and yeah. then it's almost up to 60 bucks now so within the past week we're at a 17 percent hike which is great. what more can you ask for you can't you cool. can't ask for more than that so That's looking good. And then finally, I have to cap it off with the two ETFs I've been telling everybody about for a month now. MJ, uh, not Michael Jordan. This is the cannabis (laughs) ETF. Absolutely crushing it. Past month, up 62%. The past week, up 21% in the past week. And then my favorite, and I think this is the way of the future, 3D printing ETF. Print. PRNT
0: simple as that folks
1: simple as that the past week up 8% past month up 38% so if you're looking for a couple of steady stocks I don't even think I've seen them in the red for a day it seems like in the past month but once we usually say we are not advisors
0: I was gonna say we're not advising anyone to do anything but if you're listening
1: maybe what these eyes have to
0: yeah Exactly. It's through your lens. Let's your let's
1: moment. do a little check-in here. I am about, I think I just reached actually my six-month earnings report. Up 75% all-time, and that is an all-time high that I reached today.
0: I, let me take a peek here. Hold on. So I am, hmm. 15.03, sorry, I'm doing the math. No, so January 13th was my high at just under 16% all-time earnings. Um, And right now we're at just over 15%. So we got another 0.5-ish percent, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. We'll report on it. But we're right back to where we want to be. We're in growth mode right now. We're climbing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in the green. That's all you can ask for. A couple of the cryptos. I mean, we got in. I got in on the Dogecoin train and made a a couple hundred bucks off the the Twitter trending. But the meme stocks, as they say. I think the one I'm watching now, and the group has mentioned it, but Ethereum. It's the runner up to Bitcoin, from what I've read. Over the past year, I'd say, uh, when it comes to crypto, they're like the closest to maybe forcing their way up towards them. Currently at 1672 live, up today 8%, the past week up 34%, the past month up 60%, and the past year up 787%. So
0: Pretty decent, I'd say.
1: Congrats to those that got in, you know last year at some point and have wrote it all the way till now yeah with that that'll wrap up stonk Tonk. stonk, stonk Tonk. uh and stonk. let's move on to a little nfl we'll still dig yeah. into the super bowl here we got media day and there was a couple of interesting storylines i think from that day that we can go into i'll start it off here with you know they asked brady the belichick question he answered it answered it professionally in exactly yeah. how you would think he would answer it basically yeah. thanking him for all his time up there still a mentor still a good friend uh everything you can ask for from a player how in the I world remember. does drew lusta hate tom brady we just don't know but also i want to mention danny Amendola with some incendiary comments
0: yeah i would i would like to address that i Not only him, but also you got Kevin Falk. You got a few different guys kind of coming out of the woodwork. Danny.
1: Also, we have Danny's jersey. Me, you, Wyatt. We do. Children's Extra Lodge.
0: Children's Extra Lodge is as of like two years ago. They fit us perfectly. The numbers are a little small, but it did the job. Yes. I digress. Um, Yeah, I wasn't thrilled, I got to say. Those were very... If you look at the way that Brady approached his answer, I think that's the best way to do it, especially for him in a week where you want to create as little distraction for yourself and your team as possible. I get that. Obviously, Amendola doesn't share that same responsibility at this point in time. Still, I'm not totally into the answer. I, I understand that ideally he would have liked more maybe to see the field more, maybe to get thrown a few extra bucks here or there. But at the end of the day, it never really seems to work out for the guys who end up just flat out bad mouthing the organization and the coach. Yeah. So I'm not totally sold on it. I love the wide receiver Danny Amendola. Gritty kept his mouth shut, did his job. But it seems like after a little bit of reflection, he had some things to say, and I was a little bit surprised, especially excuse me, especially because of his relationship with a guy like Jules and brady and especially jules who's still there so it's just a weird i was surprised by it but um not the biggest fan of how yeah like you said how kind of direct and to the point he was but to each throne i guess
1: yeah and so he's yeah like you said he's not going back there but i was i would say i'm one of the biggest danny Amendola fans out there i think he was severely underrated while his time in New England, um, while at his time in New England, because you got to remember the year that Jules was hurt, Gronk was hurt as well, and he stepped up and made some absolutely massive catches uh, that ends up leading him to a Super Bowl. I I just remember the one in the back of the end zone, the toe touch, and then also Atlanta, the what? twelve point
0: conversion, was it? Well,
1: no, the 12, 15-yard out that had to... That was on the last drive that Brady threw perfectly, and it was perfect timing.
0: Okay, I, I'm thinking of, because he reposted one today on Instagram, that was the uh, the, two the pointer, screen yeah. that he took for the two-point conversion. Yep. But Either way, just those, not a guy who's going to catch 10 to 12 balls consistently for 200 yards, but the guy who's going to come up on third and 13 and turn at the sticks and make himself available when, he, when you need him to. So that's why we loved him.
1: I will say, though, that year that edelman was out for the majority there he had some pretty impressive stats that i think people overlook i'm not going to pull them up but you can go and look at them yourself with that said absolutely weird weird statement coming from him uh yeah you know like we know he's tom's good friend and everything and you can you can say that in a way that it comes off a exactly. lot better as like brady did exactly in the
0: everybody has their opinion but there's a more professional you know just a more professional like corporate way of, of sort of phrasing it where you don't come off as you're just completely hyping up brady and downplaying everything that all of the significance of the coaching staff and organization outside of tom so it's just a weird way to Weird phrasing, but again, to each their own. I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of it. Personally, it is,
1: but. it is always interesting to see how the wide receivers, who were kind of no, not nobodies, but weren't stars coming into the Pats, and then they become stars like Danny did that year, and then yeah, I'm waiting to see what Jules does if he moves on somewhere else. It's That's, interesting to see the sec the post Patriots career with Brady to, you know, what it was when they had him at the helm.
0: No, I would completely agree. I think just looking at it from that lens of those guys, especially Jules, who has has seen both sides of the coin and has been there for so damn long. But we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah. With that said, uh, any other media day reactions, or do you want to just talk talk some more game?
0: So not so much media day and not even so much game. I'm going to fall right in the middle of that with the whole – COVID hysteria right now with the barber situation. Did you see that? No. So I guess there were 20 plus Chiefs players who had Ooh. planned to go to this barber uh, down in Tampa between like, you know, now and Sunday morning to get, you know, fresh cuts for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, Patrick Mahomes was one of those guys among 20 other guys. And it turned out, Kurt, that he tested positive for coronavirus and one of the chiefs players was in the barber chair and they pulled them immediately as the test came back, Stopped the cuts, halt. Nobody could go to the guy. It was yeah. a shit show. And I know you saw, um, I think one of their O linemen, I forget specifically his name and what position. And then one of their you know, third, fourth depth receivers have, um, been sort of, you know tagged as close contacts, but it'll be very interesting to see like Thursday Friday what else comes out from that shit show because outside of just the media day shenanigans and you know actually talking about the game this is like the biggest story right now obviously COVID has had an incredible impact on the NFL all year long and they've just somehow some way we've said it a million times just continue to just keep pushing and that seems like what they're going to do this week even with this whole thing going on so didn't know if you heard about it but yeah, that seems like the hot topic right now.
1: I hadn't, but just to sum up the story there, it sounds like nobody's gonna get quarantined out of it. They pulled maybe that one guy who was in the chair, I guess. Mm. But other than that, they're they're all good. Mahomes is fine.
0: Can you imagine though? That if... would
1: be a that would be a shame for the Super Bowl
0: if yeah. you know that played any part in it. Of course. So it just just perfectly reflects what's happened this year. So
1: I talked to a Chiefs fan this week at work. Uh, I was deployed with them when they won last year, and yep. he was, you know, wildly excited. Obviously, because they hadn't won in ever. If correct me if I'm wrong there. I don't think they had ever won a Super Bowl. But he said it's odd now because he feels like they're becoming the dynasty, and they're not the un- like last year. They were still somewhat viewed as the underdogs, and they could play that card. Whereas now. He feels as though, you know, Brady's the underdog somehow at Tampa going up against the Chiefs, which I agree. They are the underdog. Tampa is the underdog against the the Kansas City Chiefs offense.
0: I I'm not sure I totally agree with him about last year them being an underdog, first off. I don't want to just completely attack your friend and ignore your last statement, but the Chiefs were I mean, they were an absolute wagon last year, just as they were this year, just yeah. as they were the year before. So, but it was their first—you know—it was their first time mean, like getting kind of the rising Super Bowl. to that point. Yeah. yeah, which is which makes sense. It is a weird dynamic, and they with, came
1: back it, in that game
0: too. They Big. did, they did, as they did all playoffs and really all season, and this year as well. Um, we know they they can score well, but again, I think yeah, that's the the nature of the game. It looks it it seems like. The Bucks are taking that underdog approach. The Chiefs were there last year. The Bucs are not the island of misfit toys by any means, but a team who is still relatively new offensively yep. in a lot of ways. So I'm, I am very intrigued at how this game ends up. I think, you know, to sort of – I don't want to jump ahead of you if you had anything else, but to sort of lead into, like, the prop bets and things of that nature, yeah. it sort of leads me to my next point where – if you're betting, you know, first quarter or first half, I'm probably going Chiefs regardless because as you know, Brady typically starts slower. I think he yeah. It, it takes him a few drives to settle in and sort of digest what the defense is offering and then by the time boy, by the time the second half rolls around, he's typically dialed in and you're due for at least three points on every single drive that he touches the ball. So, I'm interested in how the Bucks start out. I think that's the biggest thing. We always, the Patriots always seem to be chasing or trying to play catch up in a lot of these games uh, where it came down to the last possession or last play. So that's the biggest thing that I'm looking for is how do they come out um, just given historic, you know, Brady's track record historically in Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, I I think the key for Tampa is to get ahead because they're built to play from ahead with that defense kind of stepping up recently because they like to bring a lot of blitzes. So if that's the case, the Chiefs will have to be throwing a lot more uh, in order to then get to Patrick Mahomes. All right, so I got here three plus TD passes and the win. Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? Patrick Mahomes plus 110 for that stat. Tom Brady plus 300. I think they're both throwing it, so I think for me, I'm taking the odds. I'm taking the plus 300 guy.
0: Yeah, if if we're betting, I think you got to go Brady cuz I think I I probably I'd probably agree with you there cuz I think if if Mahomes does throw that and you're betting Brady, you're he's probably going to have to throw that as well to match to win the game. You know so, what I mean? So you're just if,
1: picking winner. Who who's your winner I guess at that point? You said Chiefs, but do you like the odds enough yeah, at plus 300 to take that over the plus 110?
0: It's hard. It, it's hard because I think the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs to win, as you know. But when you sort of look at it that way, you no, know, I'm still going to go Chiefs. But I think I think that's a good. I, I think the Brady pick is a good pick, just given the fact that if if you're winning that, you're gonna. If you're rooting for the Bucks, that's going to have to happen for them to win. Is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, let's do this one first reception. So first catch of the game
0: um that's a good one i mean
1: i'm gonna go mike evans at plus 700 i was gonna go kelsey plus 500 okay we'll take that we'll take that a nice
0: short and nice something nice and short to get get the game going get Mahomes comfortable
1: and let's see if there's any more crazy ones here super bowl mvp (laughs)
0: I mean, we did we did that one last week too. We said either way, I think either way, whoever wins, it'll be that team starting quarterback. I, the NFL, it's too. Did I, did I say I'll take Tyreek? No, I don't think you did. Well, I think I'll, we. If I'll you take want to Tyreek, I mean, okay,
1: I, I'll hedge against my you know my bets on Brady to win, which is uh, fine. But I think if the Chiefs do win, he's gonna have a monster number that possibly they just they finally give it to a wide receiver.
0: They can't even get – yeah, they, maybe they can't even give it to Mahomes because he has, like, three tuds. I'm going to go Mahomes. I think if the Chiefs win, it'll be because of him. It'll be be his to lose in that situation. So sticking with my guy.
1: Sweet. Well, that'll wrap up the Super Bowl talk for us. We we kind of dove a little deeper last week, but we added a few more bets in there for sure. Now I we have to get on to the PGA Tour this week because – there was controversy controversy from the guy who won in the third round name of patrick reed i guess this could be my hate of the week it it would be my most hated golfer in all of golf right now uh basically what happens is he hits his ball Mm -hmm. high and left a little chunky into the left rough short of the green okay it's wet out it rained the day prior so what happens when it's wet out is sometimes you get plugged balls so it goes into the ground it leaves like an actual crater so you obviously can't really hit the ball what happens is you get relief from that okay the issue is this with this is that he hits it nobody sees it bounce so when you don't see it bounce you kind of assume that it's some better ball they go back to the tape the tape shows that it bounces and it bounces forward So Patrick gets up there, and he asks the marshal up there, who's the person that just is looking out for the balls, if it bounced. And the marshal said, I didn't see it bounce, which is a little different than it didn't bounce, to note. I have to go through his back story here, his history that he has with Skirt and the rules as well. He's had multiple close calls or I don't think he's had any violations per se uh on tour but there's been a lot of camera moments with Patrick Reed taking some very questionable drops uh questioning his integrity to say the least to okay. go, to go back to his college days he was kicked off the Georgia University team and this is all allegedly all allegedly here but he was kicked off allegedly because he was stealing money out of people's lockers what? And also cheating in the qualifying rounds, uh, shaving strokes off his game to then get into the lineup ahead of the, you know, the first five guys who made it. So all allegedly... i never heard of
0: that. Wow. That changes things a little bit for me.
1: The Georgia guys on tour don't seem to particularly like Patrick Reed. He goes to Augusta State. Uh, Augusta State was a little more close hold to their rumors that got out but there was rumors that kind of the same stuff was happening there and then you go on to tour and you get you know every six months or something patrick reed's taking a questionable drop so now we finally get to the point where he's down looking at his ball what happens is he picks up his ball in the rough which is allowed what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to replace it it, so say it wasn't plugged or even if it was plugged you'd replace the ball then you call over me, personally, I'd call over a playing partner. Uh, if a rules official was nearby, you get a rules official. What he does is he places the ball off to the side in the rough. He calls a rules official over. He has the rules official. Then at will ask the rules official, you know, stick your finger in there and tell me if there's a lip. The rules official does, says there's a lip. You know, a lip of what? Like, is this just the ground that has a little bump in it? did Patrick Reed after he took his ball out and he was prodding around with his fingers, did he create something in there? Nobody will ever know. All we do know is the ball bounced forward and it's very hard for a ball to embed. If it bounces the if first time. If it already time.
0: contacted the ground once it's yeah.
1: Correct. I unless somebody had stepped on it, which then brings us to Rory McElroy. Rory okay. McElroy had the same thing. I think a couple hours earlier that they went back on tape And Rory didn't call a rules official over. He just took relief. Uh, He's told his playing partners, you know, embedded ball, whatever. Rory has a much cleaner track record. He's actually taken drops that do not benefit him in any way. He once took a drop where he dropped it and he got too good of a lie. And he said that's not close to like recreating the lie. So he picked it up and dropped it again to get a worse lie. So these are the two type of characters we're talking about. You got two
0: sort of separate end of the spectrum. So
1: obviously the Patrick Reed uh, fans or stands were saying, you know, Rory, you know, number one guy in the game Mm -hmm. other than Dustin and all these top players, but has been for a while, you know, they have a double standard because he didn't even call the rules official in and Patrick did, even though he what I would consider doing the entire process backwards almost well today i just saw again thank we thankfully we pushed the paw today apparently one of the marshals stepped on rory Roy's ball which is why it was embedded and rory was thankful he goes that's great because i was really starting to question whether i was seeing something or if i was doing something you know poorly and taking a drop where i shouldn't have taken a drop so that news comes out, and I'm very interested to see how the Patrick Reeds respond to this because he tweeted out not only from his uh like blue check mark Twitter that you know Rory did the same thing, blah blah blah, he also has allegedly this you know backup account or burner oh, does account he have a burner because he tweeted the same exact thing I think ten minutes after his official oh, account God. from and this is the best part it's a no avi twitter profile that said it's like user golf facts six two three nine or something yeah
0: something yeah
1: and that that twitter account has only been producing pro patrick reed stuff for the past like two years which makes it makes this whole situation all the better jesus so this was in the third round drew and he was, he was up by the lead. I think he ended up the day he had a one-stroke lead going into Sunday. He ends up winning the tournament by, I want to say, four strokes. He wins 13 under, and I think the next closest was nine. The mm-hmm. penalty, if there were a penalty, would most likely be a two-stroke penalty for taking cool. an improper drop or something like that, which dramatically changes the course of events on a Sunday evening uh, when they're wrapping up play. At Torrey Pines in San Diego, California. Played both the North and South courses. Fantastic courses.
0: I would say so. That is...
1: Our boy, Victor Hovland, who Martin. I declared on our Twitter account, we're officially yep. fanboys, uh, we are standing got, him. got to 12 under at one point during the tournament. Mm-hmm. So if you just factor in that two-stroke penalty you know Victor Hovland's in the lead with 7 8 holes to play it's a totally different ball game things
0: look much closer in hindsight yeah when you look in, in hindsight
1: so with all that said it was a wild weekend in golf because of this and i would like to i think Patrick Reed's nickname at one point was Captain America for the Ryder Cup team USA versus Europe
0: you're you're taking that away I'm
1: officially rescinding it I have been for the past couple years (laughs) uh, especially since the last Ryder Cup when he absolutely stunk and he had Tiger Woods as a partner so there was absolutely zero excuse I don't want him on the Ryder Cup team I don't want him anywhere near a U.S. national team ever again because he's an absolute cancer in the locker room get him out of there I'm done with Patrick Reed
0: I got to be honest. I didn't know a ton of that backstory, and I got to give you some credit. You did a great job sort of—
1: All allegedly.
0: Yeah, all alleged. Just just note that. You did a very good job of framing that for someone who had absolutely no idea. So I appreciate that. Nor did I know a lot of the backstory or background surrounding who Patrick Reed really was is. and potentially is. Could be. Could be. <laughs> so all alleged— but hell of a story and definitely gets the people talking. It's unfortunate that he has to have a burn and has to deflect onto other people who even then their situations are not mirror to mirror. So yeah, from what I'm hearing, I I don't know how somebody could would want to choose to support someone with this sort of dark cloud surrounding them.
1: To add a little wrinkle, the PGA tour uh, rules head official came out afterwards and said Patrick Reed uh did it you know absolutely perfectly blah 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 followed all the rules which is just a total you know a load of canna load ball- of baloney <laughs> absolutely because even the guys on tour Xander Schauffele and others came out afterwards saying absolutely not I would not pick up my ball and move it from wherever without calling in a playing partner or calling in a rules official, because they know the cameras on them, especially when you're near the lead to do that is absolutely insane. And it was funny because the, the other tour guys said basically the locker room chat is not good for Patrick Reed, uh, the back channels that are going on, which was very intriguing to hear. And the PGA tour, you know, itself has no spine to actually punish somebody when Mm -hmm. it comes to this sort of stuff
0: exactly yeah we'll see we'll see what comes of it like you said that's Mm -hmm. an interesting one though
1: just a teaser for you my favorite tournament of the year i believe this is actually going to be the first tournament they're going to have fans back at but it's the waste management phoenix open if you haven't seen it tune in thursday friday saturday or sunday specifically to the 16th hole it's a par three They put grandstands up around it and make it a stadium hall. It's the most exciting place on planet Earth for the PGA Tour each year.
0: I have heard of that. It seems like it's just a free-for-all type of atmosphere, similar to like like a football game or something where the fans are just going bananas. So that's pretty sweet.
1: I'll, I'll be interested to see how they play it with COVID and how many they're going to let in there. But yep. every single year, it doesn't disappoint. And if you get the pleasure to watch a hole-in-one uh, during the actual telecast, the crowd oh, goes I can't imagine. absolutely nuts. Tiger has one back in 97. When they didn't have many stands, they were actually just piling people around the par 3. And people are throwing beers up in the air. It looks like, a, it looks like the Super Bowl.
0: I think I've actually seen that clip because I I can in my head picture like the, just the beers flying and the hands going crazy and people yelling. Yeah. It was just a line of people around the green, so that's pretty that's electric.
1: And every every year it's on Super Bowl Sunday is when they wrap up just before the game, uh, so it's a it's a great lead in. And the players usually toss on an NFL jersey during the week for whoever they're
0: supporting. Very cool. Definitely look forward to that.
1: Well, let's. Get on with this. Get on to the bees game here. Drew's dad joke coming up next. What do we have this week?
0: This is a very good one. I I usually I've been prefacing them lately with some comments. I think there is a possibility of you getting this. It's not a layup by any means. Okay. But I think I think it's definitely doable. So here goes nothing. Brought to you by Gear. New winga merch line released, I believe, today on social media. Love the love the new look, the the winga, the script, the the font is super sleek, super cool. So go check it out.
1: As a Good Harbor fellow, I have to say winga overrated. I mean, yeah. I would agree too. You go maybe once or twice a year, and that's it for me. I'll go play volleyball down under- Good Harbor and take the waves every single year.
0: I would agree completely. 100% Good Harbor, over winga. We digress, and here goes nothing. What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter?
1: I don't have anything. What
0: do you call an elephant that doesn't matter?
1: I'm trying to think of things on an elephant. Oh man.
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't so much think of physical attributes of an elephant as I would the verbiage that goes into it.
1: I got nothing. What do we got? In irrelevant. Ah, that's that's nice. A
0: little bit of a play on words. A yeah. little bit, you know, not so much about the elephant as it is the actual like word elephant. Yes, yes, the play
1: uh, on the word being exactly. irrelevant. Yeah. There okay. you go. Well, we'll wrap up here. Yeah. <laughs> you got any
0: frauds before I before I do we actually, sign off? I, have, I do have a fraud that I would like to okay. address. It is EA Sports. They've been a fraud on my list for quite some time. Uh, but this time it's for a different reason. They've released this week that they're finally coming out with an NCAA football video game, which I am hyped for, yep. as are a lot of the video game sport community. So that was super exciting. I believe that was yesterday, which was, you know, it was either Monday or Tuesday of this week, where the social media news came out. People were going crazy. The story was buzzing. People were chattering about it. And then you subtly hear that, you know, oh, the actual date of the drop of the of the next game will is, you know, two to three years out. And it's like, why not wait at the very most a year to come out with this news? Like you're just gonna randomly drop it on a Tuesday afternoon, potentially two and a half, three years away from actually dropping this game to the public. It just seems a little bit weird and a little bit fraudy to me and i'm not totally on board with it i was certainly disappointed as were a ton of people who were probably thinking you know it's going to come out maybe within the next six to eight to twelve months so just a weird i I don't know if this is typically this is typical for video games but just a weird situation where they sort of slid it under the rug after (laughs) yeah we're we're you know we're about two to three years away from production it's like really come on
1: yeah that's that's pretty nuts to to do that that's like that's like movies, I feel like. Like, people have been saying the Avatar movies are coming back. And, like, since the last Avatar movie, what, like, eight years ago? And we're still, like, two years out from the newest one, which is insane.
0: Yeah, it's basically like you're giving blue balls to an entire community of, like, video game sport fanatics. Yeah. For three years. Think about that. So
1: Cruel and unusual punishment, you know, the Eighth Amendment. But... I digress. We'll wrap it up here with a quote. This one coming from Super Bowl winning coach John Gruden. He says, you have to adapt or die, and I don't plan on dying.
0: God, I love John Gruden. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Simple guy, but man, is he a good football coach. And everybody loves him. Spider 2Y Banana what is it is that yeah is that
0: it? He's right at two wide that's his thing he's a football guy he is a run throw
1: all right that'll wrap us up here t-double blc signing off as always with our boy pat from last year playing us up. what's
0: for lunch t-double blc stay in your seat what's for lunch today
1: The Brown Bag Lunch Group.